Hello everyone. I'm going to go through the summary of our Revelation study. Actually, this study will be for not only October 23rd, but also the week before that, October, October 16th. That's the reason why there was not a summary last week, um, because it took us two weeks to get through this particular study. So, um, again, this is be for October 23rd, as well as October 16th, and we studied Revelation chapter 20. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of time um, to pause this and take a look at Revelation 20, and I would encourage you to look through it very closely. Um, I'm going to be drawing to some different passages from Revelation 20. Uh, and it would be helpful if, if you've looked over it pretty well. Um, so I'll give you just a moment um, to take a look at Revelation 20, read through it completely, slowly, um, intently, and then we'll get into our summary. Okay, we're back. Um, one thing that we need to make really clear, we're going to be looking at this um, this week as well, and perhaps another week to follow that. And in Revelation 20, we are going to find a, a something that is not found elsewhere in Scripture, and it is a thousand-year reign of Christ. Um, this is referred to as the millennium. Uh, millennium simply means a thousand years. And there are four competing approaches um, to biblical eschatology. Eschatology is just the study of the end times. And in those four competing approaches, they look at this thousand-year reign of Christ in, in, in four different ways, which will really boil down to two ways. Um, the first one is post-millennialism. And that basically means this, that the Christian age is before the second coming of Christ. In other words, um, the millennium is over, it's done with, we are in the end times now, the rapture is the end. Um, amillennialism spiritualizes the first resurrection. If you look closely at Revelation 20, you're going to find two resurrections. One that happens previous to the thousand-year reign of Christ, and one that happens after the thousand-year reign of Christ. And amillennialism says the second resurrection is physical, but the first was spiritual. We'll get a lot more into that in the weeks to come. Um, now, there's also historical premillennialism, and that basically means this, that um, the thousand-year reign of Christ has not happened yet, premillennialism. And historical premillennialism um, has very little focus on physical Israel, meaning the nation of Israel. And then there's dispensational premillennialism, which also believes the thousand-year reign of Christ is yet to come. Come, but it focuses very much on physical Israel. And there's some debate between those two stances uh, about who will be reigning during that thousand-year reign, so on and so forth. Um, basically, this boils down to two, two approaches. Amillennialism, which basically says the thousand-year reign of Christ is figurative. Um, it began with the beginning of the church, the day of Pentecost, and it is going on right now. Premillennialism um, believes that there are two resurrections separated by a thousand-year reign of Christ. Uh, the first resurrection, the good, the good folks, the followers of Jesus, are resurrected. Um, the second resurrection, um, the non-believers are resurrected. So that's what we're going to look at the next couple of weeks, and what we're going to defend this time today is historical premillennialism. 
Now, what someone might attack prehistorical premillennialism or premillennialism in general and say, why is this thousand-year reign of Christ only mentioned in Revelation 20 and we don't find it anywhere else in Scripture? Uh, the way to defend that is this. For one thing, how many times does any given teaching in Scripture need to be mentioned before it's credible? Uh, does it need more than one time or is one time enough? Um, also, a historical premillennialist would say that there are passages of Scripture that coincide or back up or help out the position of the thousand-year physical reign of Christ. Okay, now here's another question, um, and this is a question that a premillennialist would pose to an amillennialist. What happened to Satan after Pentecost? In other words, if there was this, if there was this, this battle, this, this great battle, and if this thousand-year reign of Christ is going on right now, and according to Revelation 20, Satan is bound during that thousand-year reign of Christ, that's kind of strange because Satan does not appear to be bound right now. Um... Satan will be bound very decisively, though, at Christ's second at Christ's second coming, then his first. In other words, after the thousand-year reign of Christ, in the second resurrection, I probably misstated that just a little bit. Um, Satan, uh, according to Revelation twenty, will be bound and defeated decisively. Um, that seems to back up what Revelation is 20, much more than looking around the world that is around us and seeing it does just does not appear that Satan is bound right now. It seems that he is still at work. All right, moving on. Um, the amillennialist would say that the first resurrection before the thousand-year reign of Christ is spiritual. Um, why do I have? Why do they say that? Uh, the amillennialist would say that the second resurrection, the came to life in chapter in, in, in chapter twenty verse four, is spiritual, but the came to life later on in verse five is physical. That makes no sense. Um, it seems like both of these resurrections, according to Revelation twenty are both physical. Now, moving on, um, an amillennialist would come to this position and say, nowhere else in the Bible is the final judgment separated into two stages with a long interval in between those two stages of judgment. And um, when you see Jesus talk about judgment, there doesn't seem to be that long separation. And, and Daniel doesn't seem to be a long separation. It, as well as the opposition to premillennial, the amillennial view would say, um, they would say that Revelation 19 and Revelation 20, there are two battles depicted. And Revelation 20 is just a restate, restatement of that battle in Revelation 19. It is the same battle, just restated twice. Now, a premillennialist would say, why are you saying that? Um, armies have gathered to battle God and his people many, many times. Why would two more battles be any surprise to us? Revelation 19, Revelation 20 are two different battles, and there's some evidence to that. In Revelation 20, verses 7 and following, Satan leads in that battle. In Revelation 19, Satan does not lead. It is the beast as well as the false prophet that lead in that battle. 
Um, also, Jesus is in the battle in chapter 19, but he seems to be absent from the battle in chapter 20. And this is the other thing. Satan is not thrown into the lake of fire until after the second battle. So these appear very much to be two different battles. Now here's another thing. If there is just one final judgment day, which is the all-millennial view, why then does what takes place in Revelation 20 verses 12 through 15 look so much different than what takes place in the first part of Revelation 20. There is no mention of anyone being saved in Revelation 20 through 15. Now, it could be implied, but it is not mentioned. Contrast that with Revelation 20 verses 4 through 6 of this this reunion of Christ with his people, the glory and, and the reigning with Christ and all of that. Um, in the second judgment day, I say second in quotes here is what the premillennialist would say, um, there's not any mention of this reunion with Christ. There, there there's, doesn't seem to be. You just look at, at Revelation 20 verses 12 through 15, and it looks like that's just all bad. I mean, being thrown in the lake of fire, um, death, and punishment. Um, that does not seem to match up very well when you contrast that with the judgment in Revelation 20 verses 4 through 6 where there's all kinds of triumph and, and glory and, and reunion of Jesus with his people. This supports two judgments. Chapter 20 verses 4 through 6 is the judgment. Now understand the Bible teaches that everyone will be judged. Even the followers of Jesus will be judged. Their works will be judged. But their names are written in the book of life by the blood of Jesus. So therefore, he will overpower um, the judgment that would take place there through his blood. So, chapter 20, verses 4 through 6, that is the judgment of God's people, which will result in glory. Chapter 20, verses 12 through 15, is the judgment of the condemned. So, that in a nutshell wraps up the view of the premillennialist and how they would say that Revelation 20 backs that up fully. Now, next week what we're going to take a look at is, guess what, which I guess is tomorrow night now, October 30th, um, we're going to look at Revelation 20 once again, and we're going to take a look at the amillennial position, that the thousand-year reign of Christ is a figurative reign and it is taking place right now and when jesus comes back it is the end so that's what we'll take a look at um tomorrow night october 30th we hope that you can join us thank you for taking the time to listen